Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, June 11, 2014. Today we are reading from the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on page 76 at the second paragraph starting with, When Ready, We Stay. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Cassandra, 12 Traditions, and Marie, and our readers of the text are Michelle H., Penny C., and Sally. The reference number for yesterday, Tuesday, June 10th, is 6448. 6448. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Cassandra to please read the 12 steps. Cassandra? Cassandra, please press star one. Good morning, visionaries. This is Cassandra H. from Georgia. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Three, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening, as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thanks, and I pass. Thanks, Cassandra. And I will now ask Anne-Marie to please read the 12 traditions. Anne-Marie? Good morning. This is Anne-Marie, compulsive overeater. Want the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. 
personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group consciousness. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message of compulsive overeating, I'm sorry, to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, finding outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those based services. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name but never be drawn into public controversy. 11. A public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, and television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, Anne-Marie. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you please keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, on page 76, the second paragraph starting with when we are ready, we say, and I will now ask Michelle H. to please begin reading. Good morning, Katie G. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Michelle H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Missouri. When ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. So when I was studying this text with my sponsor, she pointed out to me that um, step six and step seven in the big book um, were single paragraphs. There's one paragraph here that addresses step seven, just like there's one paragraph that addresses step six. And, you know, my experience then at this time was that I have come, you know, through these steps um, by God's grace. And um, there's an instructor of the big book that says that step seven is is a completion of um, step three, the step three prayer. And I was instructed this was called the step seven prayer. And in step three... Um, I'm turning to God and I'm asking God to, to please relieve me of the bondage itself um, so that I can better do his will. And in step seven, 
I'm asking, I'm saying I'm willing now. I've come through these steps um, in step four and five. Um, with God's grace, I've become aware of these character defects, these obstacles that are blocking me, um, blocking me and my creator from being able to do his will, to be able to follow his plan for me today. And in step six, then, I became willing to let go of my character defects or these obstacles. You know, and I was taught that, you know, these, are, these obstacles produce this sludge and this channel that blocked me from my higher power. And so I became willing because I saw the destruction that these character defects were causing, and I saw how they were truly blocking me from God's power, the power that I needed to access, because I was truly powerless, powerless in all these steps. And so in step seven, you know, it's so beautiful that now I'm turning to my creator, um, the person who created me, and my experience in step seven as I prayed this was I had the vision of that I, you know, I'm truly letting go and I'm truly letting God recreate me I'm going to be reborn, become that personality change sufficient um, for recovery. I'm going to become the person that God wants me to be. And in doing that, um, it has to be a hands-off policy. Um, So I'm going to be molded, allow God, ask God, I'm ready for God, my creator, to mold me as just a lump of clay that is going to create me into this vessel and an empty vessel so that I can be receptive and receive um, what you know, what God wants for me, and and truly surrender, truly to say, okay, God, I'm ready for all these defects to be removed. I don't know which ones are the ones that are going to be removed. I don't know the ones that you want to remove so that I'll be useful to you and my fellows, but I'm ready. Here they are. You know, you've made me aware of them. I've shared them with another person. I've given been given the insight how my character defects have manifested in these certain behaviors. Um, and here, here I am, good and bad. I see it now. And I, I just turn over. I just, like, I don't know which ones are going to be useful or not. And my experience is that there are some character defects that I see that, um, you know, when I do my, my daily inventory and look at my day, um, I, I see that these character defects keep me and show me how dependent I am on God. They keep me close to God. And some um, are much less now. And, and it is a process of of seeing how God is removing these defects. Um, They're less and less in my life. I see them right away, and I see how they are interfering with God's plan for me, and and I'm not as useful on those days. Um, And I ask God for corrective measures, and he shows me. And so it is, is, I'm in God's hands. I am in God's hands, and I'm trusting and taking the actions each day. And I'm grateful because when I surrender my selfishness, my character defects, these obstacles, then I am able to be a part of God's plans for me today. And his plan is that I be an open channel, that empty vessel molded and recreated by his infinite wisdom, his love, so that I can I can share that love with others. And that's what makes me useful to others. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle H. And who would like to comment this morning for three minutes on what we just read? This is Paula. Good morning. This is Bella. Can I fail? Okay. So that was a lot of people. <laughs> the first person I heard was Paula. I heard someone next. And the third person I heard was Bella. So who did I miss? I have Paula and Bella. If I missed your name, please say it again. Okay. So I was wrong. So let's start with Paula and then we'll go to Bella, please. Thank you. And thank you, Katie G. This would be Paula, recovered compulsive reader in New Hampshire. It starts with the first words we see are when ready. When ready. It reminds me of the game. Remember, we used to pay one, two, three, ready or not, here we come. Only this is more than that. This comes at step seven. So we've done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Four and five, we saw. We saw, that's what that revealed to us. What are the character defects that we want to get rid of? And then it clearly says, we say something like this, I am now willing. Are you willing now? Now that you see them clearly, are you willing to let him take them? And if you are, then we ask him again a prayer. We ask him to grant us what? Strength. You need strength to let go of something you held on to your whole life. This is the patent that you made. 
This was who you were. And here we let it go. But I love that. This is a conclusion. It is. We did the formal prayer on page 63. And this is the ending. And it ends with amen. So be it. You know, it says here clearly, we ask him to remove. I'm repeating it. Because be clear here. If you ask, he will. Because it says here, remove, and we promise him. You know, we look in this book and we always think, oh, look at the promises. Look at the promises. Well, this is a different type of promise. This is not a promise from God to us. This is a promise from us to God. And we have the willingness. I promise I will do my part. And then we can ask. And then we can ask to do his part. Then it's completed. They're the conclusion. We have then completed step seven. And then more action. Thank you for allowing me to share with that. I do pass. Thanks, Paula. And Bella, you're up, please. Good morning. Thank you, Katie. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, I love this paragraph. It's a, it's a paragraph of freedom, and now I understand what means freedom. My creator and all of me, good and bad, now, it brings me, when I am going to buy, like, a wash machine, a TV, a camera, so the person that built it will say, I Bella, we lost you for a second. Could you please press star one to unmute your phone? Oh, thank you, Katie. Okay, good morning, everybody. My name is Bella, and I am a thankful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. I love this paragraph. I love this paragraph. It's a paragraph of uh, freedom. I feel the freedom. And I want to talk about my creator and all of me, good and bad. When I am going to buy like a wash machine, a dryer, a camera, a TV, whatever, the creator will say it's perfect. It's a perfect thing. It works completely. You don't have to worry. I will give you a guarantee. And here the creator created me bad and good. And this is all of me. I am not perfect and I will never be perfect. Bella, don't work for perfect because it's a waste of time, energy, and everything. And I was created not to be perfect. This is exactly how God wants me to be. I have, and I have to work on, on being the best I can one day at a time. And this is my, my choice, my responsibility. To, to do the best what I can one day at a time. I will never be perfect. I have my good part and I have my bad part. And I have my bad part because God gave me them special as a gift to give me an opportunity every day, 24-7, to work on myself and to be able to give over the message that God wants for me and not me. It's such a freedom. I don't have to prove anymore. I don't have to, to be angry that I am not perfect. I, this is all me. I have good and bad. And this is the will of my Creator. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thanks, Bella. And this is Katie G. I'm just going to take a minute to share. I'm grateful to be on step seven this morning, you know, which is humbly asking to remove our shortcomings, right? And what is humility? What I was taught is that humility is seeing myself as I really am. And it's not being in self-pity, right? It's not saying, oh, I'm the sickest addict in the world. I'm, I'm selfish. I'm a bad person. Pour me, pour me, pour me a drink, right? And it's also not seeing myself as the best. I'm a superstar. And how do I know who I am? 
because I've taken the journey into self that began with step one, I have no power, choice, or control around the food. My life is unmanageable. There is a God. I think I'll, I think I'll work with him. And taking a step four inventory, sharing it with somebody else. And I, I think I just wanted to share today, like, what this really means for me today is that, that you know, when I first saw this, I was like, yeah, God, take, get rid of my selfishness that's getting me in trouble at work. Get rid of my lust that makes me treat men, you know, have be in a relationship and then have a backup and be, be treating men like my objects to be used. Get rid of my fear, right, that gets in the way of me moving forward in different areas of my life because I, I want what I want, right? But the shift in step seven is grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. And what is a bidding? It's an order and an instruction. So God... I'm letting go of my defects of character so that I can be of usefulness to you, not so that I can get what I want. And that was a huge shift for me, you know. And so today, um, you know, a lot of a lot of step seven is again the willingness, um, you know, do am I willing to question daily my willingness to be willing? Am I willing to stop practicing? The, the character defects that come up every day. Am I willing to say, okay, God, you know, I surrender myself to you today. How do you want me to show up today? And life has gotten so much better. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did someone have somebody something else to share? Oh, okay. I was just hearing a lot of background noise. Anyway, I will shut my mouth. But, I, you know, this is an amazing, amazing step. And, and I continue to learn every day, you know, what, who am I? And, and what are the defects of character? Where am I agnostic? Where am I trying to get my needs met? Where am I afraid that, you know, God has forgotten about me? He's gotten my back. He doesn't have my back. So I've got to go out there and hammer everybody and make sure they're following my script. But life is so much better today because I have this tool to say, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do God's bidding today. Let me see how I can be useful. Let me see how I can stop practicing my character defects today. And to whomever just sneezed, God bless you. Please press star one until um, it's your opportunity to speak. And I will now welcome anybody who wants to share to, to continue sharing. Miriam. 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 Okay. Hang on one second. Just give me one second. Okay. So the people I heard are Rose, Miriam, Elaine, and Jackie. Who else did I miss? And Connor. Okay. Okay. So now I have a list of about eight people, so give me one second. I have Rose, Miriam, Elaine, Jackie, Janice, Larry, Connor, and Ravia. And I'm going to suggest that we move forward with this list and thank you everybody who I missed. We'll come back to you. So Rose, would you please begin us our sharing? Thank you. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much for moderating today. I'm Rose, recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And just briefly, there's so many people. There's such a... Um, undergirding of gentleness that starts with humbly asking God. So, um, you know, it's 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 um, gently, constantly, consistently saying, um, give me the strength I need after you, God, remove the defects and remove whatever is blocking me, good and bad. Give me what I need to go out from here and do your bidding. And for me, it's like that's everything. And my experience with this is that my sponsor, who did this work 14 years ago, she is constantly reminding me very gently, but very constantly saying, Rose, seven-step prayer. And I totally agree that it's hooked up with the third step prayer, too. So that's all I wanted to say. And um, God bless, and thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Rose. And Miriam, you're up, please. Thank you, Kathy. This is uh, Miriam calling from Israel. 
a compulsive overeater living in the solution one day at a time. I love this uh, prayer of the seventh step because it shows really, uh, you know, that a lot of work already has been done and a lot of actions has been taken since we started right from the beginning from step one and, and then step two we... You know, we, we were asked just to have the willingness to believe in a higher power. And we can see here how, you know, gradually we're we going into a, into a place of more and more connection with him and more trust and more understanding of what this disease is all about. I mean, this, this prayer for me, it represents very much like the continuation of, of, of the te- step three prayer when we decided and when uh, to turn our will and our life to the care of a uh, higher power and then we we took like like on us the responsibility to go through the rest of the steps so that here after we've done our inventory and we gave it over to god and to someone else and we see how how the problem is you know with what we've li- been living our lives and uh, we we are here prepared to really surrender and give everything to god and say God, I'm powerless about my life. I need you in everything, not in just in my food, just in my abstinence, or just in. I just need you in everything, like every breath of air. I please help me to go out and do your your will. So when we we do the step seven, uh, three prayer, um, there's not an, an amen after after we say the the amen comes after step seven, because. Um, uh, after we did step three, we were trying to get in touch with God the best we c- we could. But when we get into step seven, we are, we are signing a contract to do His will one day at a time. And with that, we don't have to be an angel. We keep working on step ten, eleven, and twelve because we are always going to be human. But we have the tools now of how to do it, how to get back to God, even even if we there are times when we you know, we get out of the of the way. Thank you so much for letting me share. I pass. Thanks, Miriam, and thanks for everyone for being so conscious of the time. And Elaine, you're up, please. Thank you so much. This is Elaine, a recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. Thanks for your service, Katie. Um, so I love this paragraph. I love this prayer. I do say this prayer every morning, even though at the end of this paragraph it says we have then completed step seven. First of all, I want to point out, as Bella did so beautifully, that, you know, have all of me good and bad. That's the great equalizer. We all have good and bad. And I was thinking just this morning how, you know, um, it was compulsive overeating that brought us all together. That was the Titanic that we we were all on. And that once that has been removed, we still need to continue to come to God to remove You know, I always thought it was a refrigerator and a grocery store that stood between me and God, but that was part of it. But um, but it really was my character defects, my selfishness, self-seeking, dishonesty, and fear. And so we say this prayer. I say this prayer every morning um, because I do want those things that stand in the way of my usefulness to God and my fellows to get out of the way. And I can only be useful to God and my fellows if I'm not resentful with them, if I'm not fearful of them, if I'm not lying to them, and if I'm not trying to get my own way. And so um, this actually has proven to be a greater project than I had realized. And I love that um, even though we complete this step here, we have uh, the instructions in step 10 to cont- on page 84 that say continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) It does. We discuss them with someone immediately, make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. That's just clear in the way. And then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. So that's the the practice of this step put in action. And um, I just so thank God that I can lean on him. And he knows my character defects. He knows I'm good and bad. And he knows when I'm riding on the high or running in the low. And, uh, um, and you know, he's my stabilizer today. And so I just encourage all of you to keep leaning into your higher power today. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Elaine. And Jackie, please press star one. Hi, this is Jackie. I'm a grateful compulsive overeater. 
and I really like this uh, uh, paragraph. Um, and basically what it's teaching me is that God is going to remove all of my character defects. And uh, a lot of mine, um, I know, is anger and resentment. And uh, he, he basically uh, is letting me know I have to get rid of these things in order for him to do with me as he will. You know, and not gossiping uh, uh, about people and, and, and uh, spreading false ideas about other people. And the good thing about this is once I, he removes all these things from me, he says what's going to uh, bind me with all of, the, all of uh, the things he created is love. I have to learn how to love and tolerate um, other people once these character defects have been removed. And that's what I like about step seven. Once he removes the character defects, he basically teaches that love is what's going to bind me to all the things that he's created. But most of all, what I like about it is that he's stripping me of all of the, the, the resentments and the anger just to put new clothes on my back to show me that love and kindness is what he wants from me. And uh, today, that's what I'm learning about step seven. God wants me to learn to be patient and to love all of his creations, not part of his creations, but because God created us all in all things, he wants me to love everything that he has um, created because he thinks that it's, it's good. Everything that God created is good. So, therefore, once he removed my character defects, I have to learn to look at the things that God created and know that everything he created is good. And with that, thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Jackie. And Janice, you're up. Yes, good morning. Um, good morning, Katie. This is Janice M., um, a recovered compulsive overeater. Yeah, you know, uh, so much has been said. This prayer, well, you know, when I first, many, many decades ago, coming into OA, thinking, okay, I'll say this prayer and then I'll be done. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. I have to do this every day, every day, because I become more aware of still what my shortcomings are. Because these are the things that block, they're within me, that prevent me from reaching my full potential, and it distanced me from my higher power. Well, how do I do this? I mean, from the very first step, it showed that I was powerless. Well, you know, God is a gentleman. My higher power is a gentleman. He doesn't interfere in any of my choices of the things that I'm unwilling to let go. You say there's a certain thing that certain things that I can do I can do to improve my life to further my my recovery, but I cannot heal myself. So therefore, you know, there's an American proverb: before sunlight can shine through a window, the blinds must be raised. In other words, if I know that my self will is dishonesty, you know, to, for my own purpose, then I have to learn you know, to become um, and, and replace it, replace my character defects with God's characteristics. So if I'm dishonest, I have to learn and practice, practice after this prayer to be more honest. I mean, it's all, you know, it, it, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't make a wand and, and I'm always honest. No, it's I'm a human being. So every time that I'm aware that I, I fear something, then I have to say, okay, that's my will. What would God's will be? Well, God's will would be to trust, to trust God, have faith in him. That's his characteristic, you see. So it's a, it's a learning process that goes on and on and on. Do what I can, and God will take care of the rest. And that, thank you, and I pass. Thanks, Janice, and we'll continue our sharing with Larry. Press star one, please, Larry. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for your service. Larry recovered the uh, compulsive reader from Chicago. You know, the first words were, when ready. I wasn't ready. Um, I wasn't ready for many years. Step seven, the principle, as we've heard, is it's humility. You know, for me, that's teachability. I wasn't teachable when I got to step seven for many years. This is the direct opposite of ego and pride. And I, um, and I still, my ego and my pride were still flourishing in my life. 
You know, why couldn't I get abstinent? Why couldn't I put the food down? I thought I only thought that I had gone through steps one, two, and three, which got me right with God. You know, steps four through seven, getting right with me. You know, I thought God would sprinkle me with pixie dust, you know, that if I would just hang out. There's two people in program, those who have recovered and had a spiritual awakening sufficient to arrest this disease and those who haven't. It's harsh words, but that's the truth. There are people who haven't had a, a complete psychic change but are holding their breath underwater, are, are white-knuckling it, are... You know, and, um, and and some people are quite disciplined with that. It can do that for a considerable period of time. The difference between them, I know this only because I've, I've experienced it, okay? It's not just something I've read. The difference between them and someone who's recovered is they're miserable much of the time. They're still, they, they, they haven't done all the work sequentially. You know, so eventually, eventually invariably, they're going to pick up again. They may pick up the food, they'll pick up the disease. There is no door number three. In everything that I do, I'm either taking a step towards disease or a step towards recovery and towards God. God has changed me. I didn't change myself. The God of my understanding changed me. And so, yes, I, I do say the step seven and the step, uh, the step three and the step seven prayer in the morning. I say it throughout the day. But now when I say it, it's not me trying to manipulate the program in God as I try to manipulate so many things in my life. Today, God has changed me from the inside out. And so that it's sufficient that I've had, as the result of these steps, I've had a spiritual awakening. And now the food is neutral. And now I am congruent as a human being. And so that's what it is. Step seven for me is... Um, is allowing God to change me and then continue on in the process. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry. And we'll continue our sharing with Connor. Connor, please press star one. And Connor, are you available to share? Press star one. Sorry, can you hear me now? I can hear you now, Connor, yeah. Fantastic, yeah, sorry about that. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I love this step as well. And, um, you know, I'd gone through these steps several times. Um, uh, I was in a previous um, fellowship before um, uh, OI, and, uh, uh, you know, I used to, uh, I suppose, uh, you know, get down on my knees and beg for my character defects to be removed, and I, I suppose nearly try and tighten my eyes a bit closer, and all this kind of stuff, and you know, try and be more sincere, and you know, but but for me today, um, all the steps are interrelated, and uh, uh, if I want um, my character defects to be removed in step seven, uh, for me that happens when I start working step eight and nine. The same way with uh, with that when I want uh, uh, to make my step three decision, uh, that happens to me when I start writing my step four inventory. So, with that in mind, when I uh, start preparing my list of amends, um, I become willing to let go of my uh, character defects, and um, uh, along with my steps eight and nine, <coughs> step ten is a is a permanent way for me to continue to let go of my character defects because um as some of the other speakers um were have mentioned it's a it's a way for me to um practice the opposite of my defects uh so that i can uh, get connected to god so um uh, i'm uh, in the south of france at the moment and uh, uh any co connection to any uh compulsive overreachers is very much appreciated so i'd just like to give my email address it's uh, connor c o n o r hello yes sorry yeah so we are definitely going to give you a chance to do that right at the um top of the oh, hour yeah. to give your information that's no, that's no worries sorry i didn't know how this okay. worked no Perfect. it's not a sorry thing you're all set we'll just give you that opportunity in about 20 minutes if that's okay no worries well th th that's all for me pass thanks for letting me share 
Great. Thanks, Connor. And Ravia, please press star one. Oh, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Rabia, a newly recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm so moved by all of everybody's um, positive, solution-oriented sharing. Um, oh, let's see what I wanted to say. Well, all of these prayers, the third, the sixth, I asked, I prayed to God to help me be willing. Now, the seven-step prayer I must have a power greater than me um, because as I'm powerless over my eating, I'm powerless over all of my character defects. Um, They're much bigger than me, and I alone um, cannot even begin to remove my blockage. And um, so it was just four very short weeks ago that I was, just writing my fourth step. And I was moved this morning to go back to page 66 where it talks about the grouch and the brainstorm. And, um, and, and that was me. That was so much of my fourth step. And, um, and in the AA dictionary, brainstorm, uh, sudden violent disturbance of the mind. That was me, my flash indignation. If you said something or did something that I didn't agree with or I didn't like, and the grouch is habitually irritable, fault-finding, complaining. Um, you know, the, people weren't living according to my script. And and like I say, that was that was four weeks ago, and um, and then I did the fifth step, and now I'm living in ten, eleven, and twelve, and um, and and it's unbelievable to me that from that person this morning, I genuinely prayed for to forget myself and honestly seek interest in others, and for my Creator to show me the way of patience, tolerance kindliness and love the, who is this person i love this person i you know i um and i see i and i'm back in the sixth and seventh step all day every day because i have many opportunities of of my old self and that all those old patterns of behavior that will take time but i'm catching myself these days and um and and this prayer um grant me strength um as uh to do, and that's so important to me because you know I was feeling like this is also overwhelming. It's so much work. It's so much work. I'm never going to be able to do this work continuously, and and the truth is that that I'm getting the strength every day from whatever this higher power is. Um, as I remove myself more f- from the path of my higher power, I'm getting more strength to do. To do, it's about doing. It's about um, giving back what was so freely given to me in loving service, and 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 it's just amazing the change that's happening. So for people newcomers, I love talking to newcomers because I'm such a newcomer myself. Um, keep doing the work. Keep going forward. Is so worth doing it. The promises come true in a very short uh, couple of months. Thank you so much. I'll pass. Okay, great. And we will continue our sharing for three minutes this morning. Who would like to comment on what was read? And I apologize, that's my sirens going off. Stu. Staldi. Stu and Staldi. Stu, we'll begin with you. Go ahead. Hi. It's actually Sue. I guess I have a list. (laughs) Oh, Um, I apologize. Nope, my ears are broken. Go ahead, Sue. All right. Thank you for your service. Um, this is Suji from Pennsylvania, a recovered uh, compulsive eater and codependent. And um, I, I love the seventh step prayer. I love the sixth and seventh step. As I was saying yesterday, rambling along, um, that um, at first I, I was pretty omnipotent when I got to that. So I thought, oh, okay, God, take it away. And I went on to steps eight and nine. Well, I have a very different perspective on it, and I'm very, very grateful that I did think I was omnipotent then. That was one of the bad things that I needed to turn over to 
to God that I, I'm not omnipotent. I'm just a human being. But I, I kind of thought I knew it all. So I was, I guess, omniscient. I knew it all. I, I now have this perspective that I, I do not view those who are white-knuckling things as failures in our fellowship at all. I mean, I myself was and am sometimes white-knuckling things. I'm not especially white-knuckling with food. That's not the issue anymore. But I, but I white-knuckle with things that I'm really struggling with. And what this seven-step prayer does for me when it says, um, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad, is it reminds me I must let go of any pretenses I have that I am in charge of outcome. I am not in charge of outcome. And so I could be... Uh, around here with some bad traits and and it might not be in the higher power's time to remove them from me at this particular time. In fact, the higher power might be using them in some constructive way that I'm not aware of. And and I think to something I heard an addict say one day to her parents at a, a speaking engagement she had in, in a 12-step fellowship, and she said that what she was grateful to her parents for was that they allowed someone else to love her. And she was saying she was grateful that her parents were not so insistent upon mothering her with their love that they couldn't release her, let her go. And to me, that was just the most beautiful statement. And and I think about that. And yesterday I was reflecting on my mother and my, my journey through the 12-step program has been very much something that began the year that my mother died, and she died after I came into the 12-step program. And and I have come to believe God's gift to the human race is grief, that, that, and that, that is about all of me. It's about surrendering all. It's about surrendering all of the memory of a loved person so that we can come out of it really loving and appreciating that person. And when I came into the program and I'd look in the mirror, I'd say, oh, my God, I look like my mother. Help. Now I look in the mirror and I see myself and I say, oh, I'm fling the way I used to be or was meant to be, and I have the sparkle that was my mom. Thank you, God, for giving me a wonderful mother that I love. I can let go of the negative part and, and be fully aware of the positive. And I think that's what this prayer allowed me to do in life, to, to just say, okay, you know, now I can romp through the steps, and I went through all my guilt and all that stuff with steps eight and nine, but now I can come back here and I can say, you know what, I don't have to be ashamed anymore. I'm not at one extreme or the other. I can surrender the extremes, the bad and the good, the very bad and the very, very good, surrender them to the higher power. Be somewhere in the middle. Be human. Be humble. Be whatever reality tells me to be. So I just love this prayer. And, the, and for me, my recovery really is centered in step six and seven. And it's not that you don't need the rest of the steps. You absolutely do. But it's, but this is the, the pivot point for me. And, and I'm very grateful that it is. And, and you do the steps. You do them with due dispatch in, in the big book way. Thank and you, then you do them again. you sharing this Thank morning. you for letting Thank me share. Great. Thanks, Sue. And Saldi, please go ahead. Toby, please press star one. Thank you, Katie. This is Toby, recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. And thank you, Katie, for your service. Um, my experience with this step is, yes, I say the seven-step prayer every morning. And I have found that some of the character defects just, were removed. Um, a couple of the character defects that I just had and had a hard time uh, letting go of, one was gossiping and the other was judging. And I found that I'd be amongst some people, whether in a of program, mostly uh, both, and they would start gossiping and I found myself walking away. And it was like, as I walked away, it was like, who did that? 
because nothing I like better than to get into a great gossiping fest. The other thing is uh, judging. And I'm finding that that is being removed. And I didn't ask specifically for these two to be removed. But God knows what needs to be removed in order for me to do God's work. And so I am more than willing to let God remove these character defects. And I have a few more. Um, And just allow God to do it for me and just be open and willing. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Toby. And who else would like to comment on what was read this morning? Kim? This is Amy. Maya. Okay. Looks like we've got our final shares for the for the morning. We have Kim, Leia, and Amy. Please go ahead, Kim. Okay. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And you know, I'm just sitting here reflecting about you know before I really became a student of the Big Book and and how much time I would spend in steps that really didn't require a lot of time. You know, I spent a long time saying I'm in step three. I'm in step three turning my will and my life over to God and taking it back and taking it back, when really all step three is, is, is the decision to continue with the rest of the steps. And same thing with six and seven. I spent a lot of time analyzing my character defects, figuring them out, trying to figure out what the opposite was, trying to control which, 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 you know, what to do next with the, uh, the defect. How am I going to change it? How am I going to control it? And this is two paragraphs. And the more that I experience these steps and the more that I dig into this literature, it's two paragraphs because I don't do anything. All I'm doing is acknowledging that I have things that are objectionable and I'm giving them over to God, good and bad. Because if I had been asked what was good and bad prior to doing this work in step three, and you say, Kim, what are your assets? I would have said my independence, my self-sufficiency, my stick-to-itiveness. And by doing this work, I'm finding out those were the things that were objectionable. So I'm no no longer going to get into this mental gymnastics of what is good and bad, and I'm going to decide what to do, and I'm going to control it. But now I'm just going to say, God, you take this. And the next paragraph is now we need action and more action. So we're going to move forward. And as people have said, a lot of my 10-step work is going back and acknowledging these things that are objectionable. But once again, I don't do anything. All I'm doing is recognize they're objectionable, and I'm giving them to God. And I'm just thinking about all the time I wasted trying to quote-unquote work steps six and seven, which in all honesty was manipulation and judgment. All I am saying in steps six and seven is I am admitting things are objectionable and I'm asking God to remove them. I'm asking to become the person that God wants me to be. I am no longer deciding how I should be. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. And Leah, you're up. Thanks so much, Katie. Uh, Yeah, when I look at this prayer, you know, the words that are coming out uh, at me this morning, you know, that word stand, you know, my best thinking got me here. You know, what is blocking, which stands in the way of my usefulness? What's blocking me from that access to the power source? Um, Grant me strength. You know, I'm I'm putting myself in a position of humility, as we've previously heard, you know, this morning with the comments, because as long as I place self-reliance first, then genuine reliance on God is going to be out of the question. So this is really, you know, reminding myself through prayer that my life is based on the ideas I produce in my mind. And if my mind is dominated by my personal wishes and my personal demands and my personal uh, specifications out of life, then I'm going to continue to be blocked from that power source. But what if I position myself in a place of humility, asking that my that God, you know, uh, put me together by by His hand? You know that that's exactly what happens through these steps. Is that we get put back together by the master's hand. These steps, implementing these steps as it's directed in quick fashion here, um, you know, my my spirit was awakened 
through this process. And those undesirable parts of myself uh, were removed and replaced with godly characteristics. And finally, it says, you know, grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding, bidding, you know, to do to do what God wants me to do. What does he command of me? What does he order out of me? What is my role today? What does he want to assign me? Because no matter how difficult the challenges or the tribulations that we have in our daily lives, as we all have them, um, and as difficult or as challenging as those things may appear to be, God has already prepared the solution and salvation for me as long as I align myself properly. And these steps allow that to occur, allow that alignment to occur. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Leah. And our final sharing for this hour only will be Amy. Amy, please press star one. Good morning. My name is Amy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you for your service and thank you for everyone who has shared. I mean, I could just say ditto, ditto. I think the beauty of this prayer is what I see as a transformation of thought as been mentioned here you know, prior and working all these other steps, it was about me. It was about what stands in the way of of me, you know, being recovered and reaching the land of recovered and, and trying to work it so that I'm not picking up the food and I'm taking a look at the mental obsession and, and all these different things. But we get to this step and we're realizing, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me good and bad, remove every single defect that stands in my way of usefulness to you and my fellows. The transformation here in this prayer is that, God, these character defects are not only standing in the way of, my, of, of me and my relationship with you, my higher power, they are standing in the way of my usefulness in what it is your bidding would have me do for this day. I mean, this prayer is about purpose, about usefulness. I have a purpose now, usefulness now to carry the message to the still-suffering compulsive overeater, you know, to be recovered for myself, you know, to remove these character defects, not only for myself, but to do God's bidding and to be out there and to be of service to my fellows. What an incredible purpose and what an incredible transformation of thought that is happening here as ask for these character defects to be so that we can be of service to others. And, and the beauty of how that happens these steps because as someone else has mentioned we're now going to move forward into steps eight and nine which will be with how we relate to others how we related to others and how we're going to relate to others and to god in the future you know in steps 10 11 and 12 and i just want to add as well you know god doesn't call the equipped he equips the called. And I truly believe that as we align our will with God, we will be equipped and those defects removed as we become humble and willing. And again, willing is indicative of action. That means that we continue to move through. As someone said, we don't wallow in six and seven. We move on and we do the work because we are willing. And we take those actions humbly and gratefully, asking God to remove those defects so that we can be equipped not only to be full people ourselves, but to be a service to the still-suffering compulsive overreader there, to be of purpose. I never thought I would have a purpose before, but I got one now by the grace of this program. I have a purpose now, I have a usefulness, and God equips me to do that through these steps. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy, and thank you to everyone who has so wonderfully shared this morning. Um, we will now close, um, but not we. At first, we want to ask um, Penny C to please read a vision for you, and we will read that and then say the Serenity Prayer together. So, Penny C, will you please read a vision for you? Thank you. I am Penny C, recovered compulsive reader from the Boston area. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. 
This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.